Hello everyone, welcome to the Conifers podcast, a space for us to chat about all things in and outside of Conifers School. Whether you're listening to us in the car on a drive or watching us in the comfort of your own home, we hope you enjoy being part of our conversation. Now, let's get started with the episode. Good morning and welcome to this episode of the Conifers podcast. My name is James Polanski, I'm the executive head here and this morning I'm going to be interviewed about my thoughts as a school leader by Timothy and Sam. Hello. Okay, let's start. Who's going to kick us off? I will. Why did you want to buy a school? Good question, Sam. Now, I was teaching at a large state school when I was approached by Mr. Stewart. Now, Mr. Stewart and I were at school together about 30 to 35 years ago. And he came to me and he wanted to know a bit more about education. And the reason he wanted to know about education was he was running a headhunting firm where he placed graduates in various different jobs. And he was concerned that despite having graduates come to his company who had a string of A stars, double first at university, had these amazing qualifications, they were fairly useless in the workplace. And he was asking me, what do you think is going wrong with our educational system today if pupils coming out of school with top, top grades aren't prepared for the workplace and for life? So after several meetings, he convinced me that we should start a school from scratch um, to basically prepare kids for life and the workplace and not just to pass exams. And that's the whole premise of how we started uh, with the idea of starting a school. Now, we were going to buy, um, we were going to start a school from scratch, but actually a school came up um, that needed investment and was essentially for sale, which was Boundary Oak School in Hampshire. And so we started with that and we bought an existing school, which was easier than starting a school from scratch. And from then, um, that's been very, very successful, and, and it's led to us buying conifers as well, so now we have a small schools group. What makes you want to buy a school? What makes me want to buy a school? Um, that's essentially what I've just answered Sam, um, but the reason I want to buy a school is to have a say in what curriculum we deliver to the pupils, um, what skills we teach the pupils, um, and basically to have a say in exactly what is being taught and the outcomes um, that I can really instill in my pupils that leave my school. And uh, what are your aims? So the aims of my school, they're very simple. I've got two aims for any pupil at my schools. One aim is that I want my pupils to be happy. If a pupil chooses to spend their childhood at my school, I really want them to be happy. I don't want any pupil leaving my school having had a sad childhood. Um, the second aim I have for my pupils is I want them to be successful. And I don't really mind what it is. In. It doesn't necessarily have to be academic success. It can be success in sport, in drama, in music, or even just socially in friendship circles. But I want every pupil who leaves my school to feel they've been successful at something. I don't want any pupil leaving my school feeling that their time, their childhood at school was spent being a failure. And so I want to make sure that no one feels a failure when they leave my schools. What makes a good school curriculum? What makes a good school curriculum? Um, I think a curriculum has to be engaging. I think it has to be enjoyable. I think it has to be challenging. Um, I want a school curriculum that makes my pupils think for themselves. Um, and I also want a school curriculum that gives them the opportunities and the tools um, to be lifelong learners. 
So I think the most important thing um, with knowledge is it's ever-changing. Um, the knowledge you needed 30, 40 years ago is not the knowledge you need now. You need some basic elements of knowledge to be able to access higher order thinking skills. But I think my, I want my people to be really flexible so that when they leave school, if the world changes, they are adaptable and they're lifelong learners who always have a curiosity for learning. Um, and so therefore, I think the curriculum needs to remain as relevant as possible. So it needs to be a modern curriculum, um, but it needs to be above all, create lifelong learners and, and curiosity and an engaging mind. What do you think makes a good teacher? I think teachers need to be, first and foremost, they need to be responsive. They need to be responsive to people's needs. They can't just be static in how they approach teaching. Different pupils learn in different ways. Different pupils have different needs, and a teacher needs to respond to that. So we need to be responsive. Um, the second thing I think a teacher needs is to have high aspirations for their pupils. Um, I want my teachers to have very high expectations and, and demand the best work from the pupil so that all the pupils are aiming for excellence every single time. And if the work's not good enough, then they should be asking the pupils to redraft it so they always produce their best work. Because um, I want excellence in my pupils to become a habit. Um, those are probably the two main ones. Um, so challenging the pupils, ensuring they have high aspirations, high expectations of all the pupils, and ensuring they're responsive to the pupils' needs. Uh, when you were younger, who was your favourite teacher? I had... I had three teachers who I really liked at school, and they happened to be my three A-level teachers. I had my chemistry teacher, um, Mr. Good, who was incredibly inspirational, largely because he had such fantastic um, subject knowledge. So he knew so much about chemistry that he could always find something really interesting to talk about. Um, I liked my physics teacher, Mr. Fraser, because he, he made everything fun. He, he was quite a humorous, jokey person, and his lessons were always fun, and he really cared for the pupils. He really cared how, how they felt, how they were doing. And, and the third um, of my favorite teachers was Mr. Marshall, who was my maths teacher. And again, for a different reason to the other two, I really liked Mr. Marshall because he really made me think for myself. Um, and he was the one who instilled in me the value of being able to think for yourself and not to be expected to be spoon-fed answers or just you know, spoon-fed knowledge. You actually have to think, you know, become a good problem solver and think for yourself. So those are my three favorite teachers. What do you think makes a good pupil? I think a good pupil needs to be someone who is engaged, who has a real zest for learning. I, I think, you know, what I most admire in pupils, what I want my pupils to have, is an innate curiosity, that they want to learn about the world, um, that they care about the world, that they want to be a force for good and a force for change in the world. Um, so I really want someone who, who really is engaged with, with learning knowledge, is engaged in being a, a problem solver, but most of all, as I said, someone who can think for themselves. I want my pupils to come out saying, you know, I can think for myself, I can become a lifelong learner, and I can change the world if I want to. When you were a pupil, what did you want to be when you grew up? When I was a pupil, I wanted to be an astronaut when I grew up. Um, and for several years, I think from age nine all the way up to, I think, age 20, I wanted to be an astronaut. And, um, and I actually wrote several letters to the European Space Agency and to NASA. Um, and I'm afraid they were all rejected. Um, they wanted me to stay and do a PhD, and I didn't want to stay and do a PhD. I wanted to go and work for, for NASA or the European Space Agency. So yes, an astronaut was something I held very close to my heart, and that's what I wanted to be for several years. But alas, I was rejected. And where do you see yourself in 10 years' time?
Tough question. Ten years' time, I think either um, doing essentially what I'm doing now, but running a group of schools. Um, I, I love. I love the education community, and I love schools, and I love sharing best practice and ideas between schools. I think it's a really exciting time where you've got a group of schools who all share ideas amongst themselves. So either doing that or um, affecting education at a wider level, maybe at a national level, maybe even perhaps in government, I'm not sure, but I'd like to really be, be changing education for the better. If you were PM... What would you change about schools? Okay. Uh, my answer changes, I think, with, with every year. But at the moment, um, my thoughts, for, um, my thoughts for, for schools, I would like parents to have more choice. Um, I don't believe in this um, one-size-fits-all educational system that we have in the state sector. Um, I think there's a, there's a growing need amongst several pupils who have additional needs. And I think at the moment we have these huge maintained state schools and then we have specialist SEN schools. And I think there's a big gap in between those two of pupils who don't need a specialist SEN school, but equally are finding mainstream education very hard. And I think that, that the government should have a greater variety of schools that parents can choose from um, that are, again, more responsive to pupils' needs. Um, I think in order for that to happen, I would like to see something like a, a, a voucher scheme extended where parents don't have to, if, they can't, if their child doesn't fit in maintained school, they don't have to then go private or go to specialist SEN. Maybe the government can provide vouchers so parents, the tax that goes towards education is actually given to them the voucher and they choose to put that voucher maybe towards private education to widen the options of school choices that they may have. Um, that's one thing. I think the, the curriculum at schools has been too focused on the exam system, so GCSEs and A-levels, and I'd much rather schools had a much broader curriculum um, so they didn't just focus on passing exams at 16 or 18 in academic subjects. I'd like a much more vocational curriculum, so a curriculum that prepared you to be a lifelong learner, that prepared you for jobs. You know, there, there are kids out there who could be incredibly successful professionals, maybe as a carpenter or a plumber, and I think all those skills should be taught in schools and not being focused just on academic subjects. So a much broader curriculum. Um, those would be the main changes I'd make. Okay. Thank Any you very questions? much. Any uh, That's it for the questions. Good. Well, um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Conifers podcast. Um, thank you for listening and for watching. And hope to see you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you, boys. <laughs>